Hello everyone. Welcome to the Real Mishams podcast. I'm Mishams, and this is the podcast where we talk about the things that make my heart pound. I hope that everyone is staying strong. Let's get that stay safe out of the way. We don't need to stay safe. We're still alive. We're still kicking. Stay strong. Stay strong to who you are. Stay strong to what you believe. And most importantly, reflect. Reflect on who you want to be. Does that idea of who you want to identify with still actually reside in your heart? Or have you transformed? Because when we iron the creases out within ourselves, we iron the creases out within the whole world. Clean, sparkling oceans full of fish and coral and life. Plants growing everywhere. The deserts. Well, actually, you do need the deserts. Well, do we? I don't know. I feel like I've been misinformed. I don't really trust anything I learnt at school, to be honest. I just trust the world around me. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the idea of breeding leaders. I was watching a YouTube channel called Sorel Amore, and she is almost a financial coach. She is not a financial advisor by any means, but she relays her experiences with her financial success and her continuous financial success in a very nice and easy to understand way. And in one video, she explained that we are programmed to be poor since we start going to school and everything around us in the communities that we grow up in, depending on whom we're born to. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about maybe we are in this dormant state, not able to move, not knowing how to actually get things done. It's not just about mindset. It's about having practical skills and knowledge and actually feeling like you have the fire, the capability of going out and doing what you love, doing what pulls you to it. It's such a beautiful thing to go and do the thing you really want to do. No matter how crazy it sounds, what a world to live in. It'd be an adventure every day. So as opposed to breeding slaves, as we have done since the industrial era, as Sorella Moore quoted, let's start breeding leaders. So without further ado, let's get into the real Mishams breeding leaders. been reflecting a lot about the world and its structure, and my role that I play in this world. I guess it's been making me think a lot about not just freedom of speech, but the actions that we are allowed to take, and also what allows the people with more power and responsibility and wealth, what actions they can get away with and is okay. But most importantly, I believe what I've been reflecting on is what it means to be a leader and whether or not I have what it takes. Now, I'm not saying that I'm special. I think this is a question everyone should ask, at least once. Are you actually a natural born leader? Do you believe in something? Do you care about something? Do you have a vision? Do you see the way the world could be? And how would you implement it versus what someone else would do as you see them doing either a terrible job or you think you just do it differently? What is your vision? And if that is your vision, 
What is stopping you from going out and doing it? I believe it is the way we have been programmed. I believe it is the way of the soul's journey that we chose to be programmed and put in such a place. Yet, despite the fact that we have been placed in this world of immense control and hidden dictatorship and capitalist rule, enough is enough. It's time. We the people. The masses. You know, the people that kind of have power and we can get away with a little bit of stuff. But when we push the line, suddenly we're ridiculed, embarrassed, taken out of fame and just completely embarrassed and humiliated, thrown in jail, executed, depending on what country you're living in. Enough is enough. Because we the people, if we stand together and tell the people who are making up all of these rules by which we should live, despite our protests, despite us trying every single election to vote someone in that actually represents us, that actually connects with us, and that does not get bought out by companies and businesses and enterprises and institution. And just, I don't even know what to call it. It's time we thought that there is enough of us to say no. And what is stopping you from going out and doing that vision, completing that vision? Well, there are a lot of causes that I have simply watched on Netflix, Seaspiracy, Cowspiracy, Fork Over Knives, Earthlings, um, there's a bunch of them, Earth, Hone, where they're talking about how we're destroying our own planet about global warming, it doesn't really matter what we want to call it. I think it's basically, the problem is our complete disregard for our planet and its importance not only to our survival, but to everyone just having a more fulfilled and satisfied life. When it comes to the idea of breeding leaders as opposed to breeding slaves. No, you want to breed leaders. We need to ask the question, what is it to be a leader? What, when you think of the word leader or when you think of a leader, what do you see, what qualities do you see in that? What qualities does someone need to be a leader? I'll tell you mine because I'm talking. <laughs> To me, a leader is someone, they might not want to lead people, necessarily, but they have a vision. They see where the world is hurting, and they want to help. And they also have brilliant qualities in knowing how to get that done. They care about people. They see the potential in people. And so they see these challenges, these obstacles, in front of our society, in front of our tribe. And they say, ha, I have a solution. I'm going to pull out, um, pull out Darren, who's really good at doing this, and I'm going to send him over there. But first I'm going to ask him, say, Darren, do you want to help me out with this problem? Yeah. 
yeah, don't worry, you'll be paid and you'll have food or however society, you know, exchanges of energy at the time. And then he'd say, Darren, ask anyone to help that you need. Go on, go do it. <laughs> Where am I? Where am I right now? I don't think I'm putting this point across very well in this moment. A leader is someone who believes in people's potential and trusts in those people to get up and do something, to go and do it, to go and grasp it and grab it and not care what anyone else thinks because they're going to do it their way and their way is going to be absolutely freaking amazing. This train ain't stopping here. But I guess to trust in people, you also have to encourage them. Because if we don't encourage, not everyone can just get up and do it. Some people are lost. Some people need the validation of others, or at least the support. We all need connection, and it is nice to feel that people believe in you. And so if we are able to encourage our children, encourage our friends, encourage the people in the street, that when you see them fulfilling a passion and serving a purpose to benefit this world, encourage them, support them. If they started an eco-friendly uh, biodegradable waste or products or uh, system that improves the way that we see the world and how we care for the world, go and buy their stuff. <laughs> go and subscribe. Do whatever you have to do. Say you're doing an epic job and I'm proud of you. Don't just keep scrolling. Say something. Or better yet, get involved. Follow your inspiration. Follow your leaders. Encourage them. Because I look at the leaders and the influencers and the politicians and the institution and the presidents and the prime ministers and the kings and the queens and I ask, what are they actually doing? If it's not suing each other, or people that get in their way, or squabbling betwixt each other, or spending so much money on luxuries that all of us are dreaming of and working our butts off to attain that, quote, American dream that will never happen in this current system, what are they actually doing apart from all of that? Philanthropy. Ah, oh, yes. Philanthropy. What even is philanthropy? And if their philanthropy was doing so well, why is this world still such a poop show? Well, it's because there's a bunch of asleep people or people that watch documentaries and have no idea what to do about it. For whatever reason, you might be stuck in your financial woes. You might be in this cycle where you have two or three jobs, you have a family. There's no time to work on your dreams. There's no time to get up and go. And maybe the people around you weren't taught either how to be as supportive as you need them to be for you to pursue what you need to do, what fuels your fire, baby. So, I think that is a good close to this segment. Let's move on to the next one. So here I am, hoping that what I'm doing right now in this podcast, trying to be a leader, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm showing some form of leadership because I believe to be speaking my truth 
and I hope that this is going to be and is progressing into a platform where people can feel safe to be themselves and to think critically about things that are normally quite taboo to to talk about. I feel really sorry for the flat earthers. It's like, I don't feel the need to berate or bully people when they don't believe what the mass media is saying. I feel like in science, the scientific method is to go and pursue new hypotheses and ideas. And when we are presented with evidence, we don't just be ignorant and arrogant and brush it off our shoulder and say, no, for 700 years we've thought about it this way. (laughs) Why would we think any differently? No, that's the complete opposite of progress. And it's probably very hurtful to that person who put all of that work and effort you know, their passion, they went for it, they freaking, and they're like, look at this, I've just discovered this beautiful thing, and then they're just thrown in the trash, like, they're not a person, and they don't have feelings, and, like, they're just complete morons, it's horrible, I can't believe we do that to each other, that needs to stop, we need to encourage each other, so please encourage me, (laughs) so, Although I feel like I'm becoming a leader now by speaking my truth on this podcast, allowing this platform of thinking critically and encouraging each other and talking about things that need to be talked about, I have come a long way, but I see that I have quite a long way to go. When I began this journey back in 2016, 2017, I had a program called, well not a program, it was a business idea called Dare to Ignite, and I wanted to and still want to, but the mission was to impact the world greatly, to give people tools and rules, uh, resources to improve their quality of life themselves, to take responsibility, to essentially make them... (laughs) I run out of words sometimes. (laughs) I want to... I I get very uh, perfectionist about very clearly communicating an idea in my head and it can get a bit much. The point is, I've had to do a lot of shadow work. I've had to reflect so much on myself. I've had to think about all of the belief systems to do with money, to do with what I'm capable of, to do with what is okay in terms of when we're being authentic people, what's actually okay to do? Can you go to a cafe and stand on the table and start dancing because you feel like it, you feel super inspired to do it? Maybe all the people in the cafe called you there with their energy. They needed something to pick them up because they're all just feeling something's going on in their day and they suddenly you walk in and you're like, uh-huh, oh yeah, jumping on the table in the cafe, kicking butt and showing my way, uh-uh. Oh, oh. And everyone's like, oh man, look at this cat, this is crazy. Or some people are like, what the actual, like, frick, what are you doing? Oh my god, but that happens to be the perfect thing that they needed to see that day because it leads to this whole chain of events that they attracted to themselves. We need to be authentic people. We need to be the leaders of our own journey because everything that we do as individuals from the place of our hearts, from the place that makes you feel so good, where you are serving your soul's purpose, that fire in your belly, it helps us all so much. It's so synchronistic. It's so connected. We are so connected to each other.
each other. But the current state of the world is very divisive. We're fighting about the colors of our skin. Still, we shouldn't be fighting about the colors of our skin. We should be working to heal each other. The people who have been hurt, generations upon generations upon generations, the children, you, the minority groups that are experiencing that grief from such cultural destruction. Please, I implore you to open to the people who truly empathize and want to help you heal, to want to help your ethnic group stand back up and take your power because I think you deserve it. I truly think it is your birthright to have it. And to the people on the other side, in the majority, who have always had a little bit more privilege, so to speak, in the history, I implore you to be patient with the ethnicities and the groups, the minority groups that are struggling to trust anything outside of their group, their tribe, that, that share the bond of grief and trauma. Because you know as much as me that when you go through those moments of hardship and your world sucks and you feel like your whole world is in pieces at your feet and it's hard to let people in you. We've all got baggage, man. We've all got so much baggage. And you know when you got baggage, it's hard to let someone in. So I implore you to be patient and kind as much as you can. Because if we're going to stop breeding slaves and we're going to start breeding leaders, we need to help each other through our shadow work. Because it is in our shadow work, it is in our darkest moments, when we truly start to see what we are capable of. And when we've got people around us that are willing to support us, our craziest of ideas, because they see, in the end, we truly mean well. And they see that we are all human, that we are all beautiful souls of whatever this thing that we're living in. Call it a universe, call it a bubble, call it a dome, I don't care. We're living in something and we all came from bloody stardust. <laughs> so that one common thread that bands us all together is the, the fuel, I believe. For us all to just live a goddamn good life. Let's all live a good life. And think of all the possibilities. Imagine, thousands of years from the future, we can talk to animals and animals can talk to us. There are thriving forests and terrains and thriving deserts. Does that make sense? But you can go out like a, an adventure and, and you have all of the technical equipment at your disposal and you can just go and do all the fun stuff in life and create and expand and enjoy. So I think that's a good place to wrap up that segment. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about the importance of shadow work and how you can do this for yourself and to support others when they might not know that they're working on their shadow self, but you can see that it's some form of shadow work, how you can help them. Shadow work. So let's break down what shadow work actually is. The shadow self, or the self of your, the part of yourself that is deemed to be taboo or bad, 
your depressed self, your lazy self, your uh, lust, lusting self, your greedy self, your jealous self, your lacking self, your sinful self, you know, the parts of yourself that are really, like your addictive self, your overly passionate and angry self, your frustrated self, all the parts of yourself that make you feel like sludge upon the floor. That is your shadow self. The part of yourself that's an absolute asshole. Shadow work is when we take a closer look, where we zoom in and focus the lens on those parts of ourself and we ask, or better yet, we observe what is going on. We associate, we, we connect the dots between what we're feeling in those moments of shadow, we focus on what we are thinking in those moments of shadow, we focus on how we communicate this disconnect, this frustration, this this uh, lower frequency, and we ask ourselves, where is this coming from? But only enough to get closure, because once you find the closure in that belief system, that programming from your childhood, from your schooling, from your parents, from every single marketing sign, from all of the media, from it all. When you find that thing, then you have to choose a new thought pattern. You get the closure and then you say, okay, every time I think that I'm fat, I'm going to first forgive myself for thinking that. I'm going to say, ah, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I don't identify with the thought anymore. I am beautiful. You create that next thought where you go from saying, I am fat, to going, I'm sorry. I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I am capable. I'm freaking awesome. And you just say affirmation or affirmation and affirmation or thought and thought and thought, whatever you want to think, whatever feels good to you. You decide. You catch yourself. You forgive yourself. And you create anew. But it can be very uncomfortable. Back in 2019, I went through a catalytic event which made me go through a tower moment where my whole world crumbled at my feet. I talked about uh, the Dark Knight of Soul and my experiences in my second episode on The Real Mishams, so go and check that out for more information on that. But I basically fell into the arms of these... Um, this tribe of Wanakans and Lake Hawaiians <laughs> in South Island, New Zealand. They were really open-minded and free-loving and uh, very good communicators uh, about what they were feeling um, to each other and how how they needed help and how they were moving. They were very aware and talkative about their spiritual selves. So I went to this party and I enjoyed a party like most people would enjoy a party with some kind of uh, elixir. <laughs> and just as I was endorsing this elixir, I set an intention. In fact, I actually vowed to myself, from this point on, I vow to be as authentic and as openly myself as I can. I set myself free. I give myself permission to be myself. 
because the past event had shown me that I was being something that was not myself, and it left me in a pit of doubt, in a, in a pit that I was then climbing out of. And so the superpower I strapped on was to be authentic. But this was no easy task, let me tell you. It's very confronting to be unapologetic about a temper tantrum, about a whinge, about a whine, about a negative thought, about a hissy fit, about a complaint, about a vent, all of those things that are just poo, about all of those irrational things that we say, and then when we look back on it, we go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Oh my gosh, I was in such a state. You know those times when you're extremely emotional and you just lose control and you go onto the robot mode? It's confronting and it's embarrassing and you feel shame. But you work through it. You continue to be kind and gentle to yourself. You continue to look for the people that don't care, that see you, that accept you for all of the parts that you are. And when you feel there are little to none of those people around, you hope. And you know that just as the sun rises every day, there will be more people and they are coming to support you and to be there for you. So naturally, I think it's very important to go into these shadow parts of ourselves, to observe our emotions, to observe our thoughts and our actions, and to then discover what beliefs are there that don't serve us, or the beliefs and thought patterns that just make us feel yuck, and to replace those things with things that make us feel good. Because I believe that self-sabotage and procrastination and basically any sub any submitting of what we truly desire to do, how we truly desire to speak and act, what our heart is trying to say every single day in everything that we do, the reason we don't do it is because of these negative thoughts, is because of these beliefs that are pulling us and shackling us to the ground. So if we can work on ourselves to release this, then we can become leaders. Leading doesn't necessarily have to mean um, leading a country. It could simply be seeing a young person or an older person and seeing them struggling and not trying to tell them what to do or giving them unsolicited advice. If they don't want your advice, don't force it upon them. You know, because we all have experiences where we go like, I learned a lot from that and I'm going to share this with you. But some people are like, no, <laughs> I am not ready to hear that right now. I'm still in this space, so leave me alone. Respect that. But continue to hold space for them. Support the people around you when they're going through those dark times. That is being a leader. Holding space and listening. Accepting them exactly as they are. And of course, set boundaries for yourself. You can only hang around repressed people for so long. You know, take it in drips and drabs. Make sure you're nourishing yourself. Continue to fill your cup in ways that feel fulfilling. You know, what do you actually love to do? 
There are many things I love to do that probably don't serve a purpose to humanity at all. I just started paragliding, actually. And that... I don't think it can help anyone, except that I can fly without an engine, so it's carbon neutral, that's pretty good. <laughs> carbon neutral ways of transport, that's pretty... that's a pretty good start. <laughs> I rationalise and justify the things I do in my life very well. So to breed leaders, as opposed to slaves, is to completely change the game. To breed leaders is to become... To become... To become... A tribe. A village of power. A village with a common vision of just caring about each other, of just holding space for the crazy people out there, because I know y'all crazy. I know y'all think about naughty things, and I know that y'all all still freaking gorgeous, and I love y'all so much, and I care about you. So, to surmise what I have spoken about in this podcast, I'm talking about breeding leaders. I'm talking about changing the way we have done things. I talked about the industrial era and how, basically, in the industrial era, there were lots of factories popping up and they needed people to man these factories. So, they put in place these factory schools where we were trained to become workers, to say yes, no, I mean, to say yes, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, <laughs> and not think critically, to not question and just be a really good worker, to be a robot. I asked the question, what is it to be a leader? I asked you, what do you think a leader needs to have to be a good leader? What kind of leader do you want? Or are you in fact also a leader where you can lead people when they're faffing about and they're in a state where they can't do it themselves, they need help. We all need help from each other. Oh, I feel like I'm going on like a drone, like we need to support each other, we need to care for each other, we need to love ourselves. Ooh, Allah. <laughs> I asked you what your vision was. How do you envision the world, your utopia? What would be done differently and how would you do it? Then I talked about what is actually stopping us from getting up and going and doing it. Why hasn't the world changed? Because we're all sitting in front of Netflix. You know, we're like living the experience in our mind. We're, you know, watching all these TV shows where like the world's in an apocalypse or like it's they're very stimulating shows you know there's heaps of drama there's heaps of adventure there's heaps of all the stuff that you're craving therefore you're watching um, but you're not actually doing anything you're not contributing to society why aren't you living that and my answer was to practice shadow work which is to observe oneself and reflect on where it's coming from is it serving you, and to create anew. I talked about reflection, forgiveness, and restarting, as if you're just a brand new baby. Actually, I didn't say that, but now I'm saying it. <laughs> and I reiterated again and again that I think all of you are unique and awesome 
and wonderful and I am so thankful to have you here on this planet and I am so grateful to be in this experience with you because the lessons we are learning are not easy. We have so many challenges in front of us and I think it's really cool that we get to actually take them on and we get to see how cool we are. I think it's great. I want to see y'all ninjas get out there and show them what you got. So the final thing I'm going to talk about is our current leadership. I vote no confidence in the current leaders of the world, whether they be, again, politicians, influencers, prime ministers, presidents, kings, queens, religious figures. I don't care what you call yourself if you are a world leader. You do not represent me. And I do not want you to create more laws that create more criminals, that isolate and ostracize the leaders of this world that do not fit into your little picture of perfection. I'm done. You can't bully my friends anymore. You can't bully my family anymore. You can't humiliate people when they come up with something that doesn't fit your picture. You can't shame them. You can't execute them. You can't do that anymore. You cannot force me to have a vaccine that I do not want to have. It's not a matter of whether or not the vaccine actually helps. It's the fact that I have free will and you cannot take that from me. I am sovereign unto myself. I am a sovereign being unto myself. So while we are building and breeding leaders, while we are uh, strengthening ourselves, I think it is very important that we begin to tell the leaders of this world what we want, loud and clear. So, if this resonates with any of y'all, any of y'all, <laughs> please let me know if you have any ideas about what you think we can do to be more proactive politically, and if we can actually completely change the system, because I'm over it. Enough is enough. I should make t-shirts. Enough is enough. I'm over it. I don't believe your lies. I don't believe this charade anymore. And I don't like thinking that you are going to hurt the people around me that I care about. I don't like that you are squashing people's light. And I don't like that you teach people to squash others' light. And to squash their own. I don't like that you breed self-doubt. I don't like it at all. Enough is enough. And there is enough of me saying enough is enough (laughs) I forgot to mention I also talked about us encouraging each other and supporting each other being patient with each other putting aside those divisive distractions aside and focusing on our real dilemmas right here, right now. The fact that we are eating our earth. We are taking so much from her and not giving anything back. And that as a mass society, I don't feel like we're very satisfied with the way life is going. We're always complaining about it. If we're complaining about life constantly, then something needs to change. Thanks so much for joining me today, Breeding Leaders with the Real Mishams. It has been an absolute pleasure. 
the last formalities. If you would like to get in contact with me, head over to my YouTube channel, The Real Misham, so you can send me a message or leave a comment. If you have any topic ideas or you'd just like to say hello, head on over there. Don't have any platforms, other platforms up and running yet, so I'll let you know when they come about. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon. And if you're not, I my heart goes out to you. Keep going. Don't give up. I love you. Bravely shine your light. Wow, I'm feeling very inspirational. <laughs> Until the next time, thank you for hanging out with the real Mishams.